Hi, thank you for joining me for this fifth Sunday in Lent. We will begin our worship with the confession and forgiveness. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. God of all mercy and consolation, come to the help of your people, turning us from our sin to live for you alone. Give us the power of your Holy Spirit, that we may confess our sin, receive your forgiveness, and grow into the fullness of Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. Let us confess our sin in the presence of God and of one another. Most merciful God, we confess that we are captive to sin and cannot free ourselves. We have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us. Forgive us, renew us, and lead us, so that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways, to the glory of your holy name. Amen. In the mercy of Almighty God, Jesus Christ was given to die for us, and for his sake God forgives us all our sins. As a called and ordained minister of the Church of Christ, and by his authority, I therefore declare to you the entire forgiveness of all your sins, in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.
the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Let us pray. O God, with steadfast love you draw us to yourself, and in mercy you receive our prayers. Strengthen us to bring forth the fruits of the Spirit, that through life and death we may live in your Son, Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The Holy Gospel according to John. Glory to you, O Lord. Now among those who went up to worship at the festival were some Greeks. They came to Philip, who was from Bethsaida in Galilee, and said to him, Sir, we wish to see Jesus. Philip went and told Andrew. Then Andrew and Philip went and told Jesus. Jesus answered them, The hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. Very truly, I tell you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the earth and dies, it remains just a single grain. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. Those who love their life lose it, and those who hate their life in this world will keep it for eternal life. Whoever serves me must follow me, and where I am, there will my servant be also. Whoever serves me, the Father will honor. Now my soul is troubled, and what should I say? Father, save me from this hour? No, it is for this reason that I have come to this hour. Father, glorify your name. Then a voice from heaven I have glorified it, and I will glorify it again. The crowd standing there heard it and said that it was thunder. Others said an angel has spoken to him. Jesus answered, This voice has come for your sake, not for mine. Now is the judgment of this world. Now the ruler of this world will be driven out. And I, when I am lifted up from the earth, will draw all people to myself. He said this to indicate the kind of death he was to die. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. When Jesus came into the world, the world was dominated by ruthless leaders who captured lands and took people as slaves to increase their dominance. If that wasn't bad enough, the religious leaders preyed on people's desire to please God by telling them how to worship and selling them animals for sacrifice. They made God out to be a vengeful God and ready to condemn anyone who did not obey the laws set forth by those in charge of the temple. Then Jesus came with his unconventional teachings and gave those who had been preyed upon hope. Jesus had so many followers because he cared about all the people. He did not come as a warrior ready to strike down all who disagreed with him. He came offering a new way of life. His words of hope included some of the sayings from our gospel reading today. 
Unless a grain of wheat falls into the earth and dies, it remains just a single grain. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. Those who love their life lose it, and those who hate their life in this world will keep it for eternal life. Whoever serves me must follow me, and where I am, there will my servant be also. Whoever serves me, the Father will honor. Now those ideas were so foreign to everyone who heard them. People had been taught that true glory came with victory over others. So you must win no matter how it hurts someone else. If you lose, that is the end for you. And when you die, it is over. Death has won the victory. The strong survive, and the losers are not worth worrying about. Jesus' ideas were good for those who had been suffering under the hands of the unjust rulers. But for those rulers, Jesus was someone they needed to get rid of before he did too much damage. They did not believe what he was teaching, and they were concerned for all those who had begun to take Jesus seriously. Their concern was not for the welfare of the people, but their concern was for themselves. They were worried that these followers might rebel against them, and they would have to fight to get them back. The only way they saw to turn the people away from Jesus was to discredit him or to kill him. The rumors of the religious leaders plotting against him did not keep Jesus from his ministry. It made him more determined to do as much as he could to bring the people to him before his death. He knew that he was going to die, but he knew that he could not let that stop him from doing what God had sent him to do, bring the people back to God and away from all those false teachings. Those early rulers who thought that the only way to win was to have complete victory over others, the ones who thought losers were not important and that everyone should think just like they did, could easily be some of the same people we see today, not only in positions of leadership, but in everyday life. There are people today who think that their opinions are always right, and if you don't agree with them, then you are wrong. There are people who label those who are not like them losers, and they want them pushed aside as if they don't matter. And there are the people now who are no better than those early rulers that Jesus defied. We think we have come a long way in our understanding of how to be good Christians. We pride ourselves in how tolerant we are of other people. We claim that we love our neighbors, yet we all fall short. We all make judgments of others. We can't let ourselves forget Jesus' teachings. We can't fool ourselves into believing we are the best we can be when it comes to caring for others. How can we be that seed that bears much fruit? We can begin by passing on our love of Jesus Christ 
to our children, grandchildren, and other family members. In our prayers of intercession, we pray for the saints who have come before us and set for us an example of how to live in the faith. Who was that seed who came before you and helped grow your faith? You are here because someone cared about your life as a member of God's family. Now we are the ones to be the seeds so that future generations will also be a part of God's family. It's not easy to be a member of God's family. It's not always popular to talk about Jesus. Life is hard when you work to be a good Christian, but the reward is a place in God's eternal kingdom. If you are too content with your life as it is and give yourself credit for all you have accomplished, you are forgetting all God has done for you. If you always know that there is something better to strive for and refuse to remain content until you have accomplished as much as you can to shine the light of Christ into the world, you will understand more fully what it is like to live in the promise of eternal life. There is a place in God's heavenly kingdom for each of us, but while we are here, we are to follow Jesus' example and serve others, not because we are required to do so, but because we want to help others. As Jesus says, where I am, there my servant will be also. When serving others, we are following Jesus, and Jesus is by our side. Life is not about winners and losers. Life is not about being right or wrong. Life is definitely not about dominating over others. Life is about understanding each other and respecting each other. Jesus came to show us how to live in harmony. Jesus befriended everyone, not just those who agreed with him. He risked his life to bring us together. Now is our chance to show Jesus how thankful we are for all he has done for us. Go out and care for others as Jesus cares for us. Don't divide the world into us and them. Extend the circle to include everyone, not just because we are expected to do it, but because we want to do it. Amen.
Using the words of the Apostles' Creed, let us confess our holy faith. I believe in God the Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Relying on the promises of God, we pray boldly for the church, the world, and all in need. You wash us through and through, and remember our sin no more. Make your church a community of forgiveness. Give your people courage to forgive. Bless ministries of repentance and reconciliation. Hear us, O God. Your mercy is great. You fill the earth from tiny grains of wheat to the mighty thunder with your presence, and you call us to attend to your will for all creation. Grant weather that prepares the soil for seeds. Protect all from violent storms, flooding, and wildfires. Hear us, O God. Your mercy is great. You promise to write your law on our hearts. Guide citizens throughout the world to shape communities that reflect your mercy, justice, and peace. Be with all those in military service and their families. May their ways be safe and their homecomings joyful. Hear us, O God. Your mercy is great. You sustain us with your bountiful spirit. Restore the joy of all who need to know your presence, those who are lonely, those who need healing of mind, body, or spirit, those who are dying, and those who grieve. We pray especially for those we carry in our hearts and those we name aloud. Hear us, O God. Your mercy is great. Jesus calls us to follow him in life and death. Empower this congregation to discipleship. Equip children and teachers in Sunday school, confirmation, and learning ministries. Give us your truth and wisdom. Hear us, O God. Your mercy is great. In the cross of Christ, your name is glorified. We praise you for those who have died in the faith and have shown us how to live and die in Christ. Hear us, O God. Your mercy is great. We entrust ourselves in all our prayers to you, O faithful God, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, 
on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord's face shine on you with grace and mercy. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. Oh, that the Lord would guide my ways to keep his statutes Peace, Christ is with you. Thanks be to God.